Welcome to the Wellness and High Performance Podcast with your host, Coach Peter. Wellness is the foundation that unlocks your highest performance both mentally and physically and allows you to enjoy life to its fullest. In each episode, I share bite-sized health, fitness and performance lessons that are going to help you to live your best life. So, put on your shoes, head out of the door and start stepping into your potential. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's show. Today's show is a very, very special one because in today's show, we bring in our first guest. Up until now, all these episodes have just been monologues of me rambling about a topic that I feel very, very passionate about and I want to teach you about. And I hope that you've been enjoying that. But today, I wanted to bring in our first guest. And this is something that I'm going to keep doing moving on. And I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did because I think that it can really be very, very valuable to actually get into a conversation and obviously have a topic that you're going to be talking about. But getting into conversation and bouncing off for each other, I think that that can be very, very valuable. And I think that that's exactly what happened in today's episode when I sat down with Mr. Ethan Fleming. And Ethan Fleming is a very, very special man, as you're about to find out in the episode. And Ethan is a Melbourne-based, he's a personal trainer, and he's actually the CEO of a very successful mobile personal training company called Get Going. Ethan and I actually go back a fair bit because we used to work together as sales consultants in Fitness First about six years ago. And I remember at the time, Ethan was just starting his Get Going business on the side. And he's obviously done really, really well for himself because nowadays he has more than 100 people working for him and the guys are doing some amazing things and improving the wellness and fitness of a lot of Melbournians. So that's absolutely fantastic. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you that if you've found these episodes useful, if you found them valuable at all, or if you just want to let me know that you're out there, that someone's listening to this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcast. And if that's not possible, you also have the opportunity to Google my business name, which is Coach Pyrrhe, and you can leave me a review there. Or you can just send me a message on Instagram and let me know if you appreciate this or if you have any questions at all about pretty much anything, any topics that we've covered or anything that you would like me to cover in a future episode. I would love to hear about that. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy! All right, and we're rolling. So, Ethan Fleming, thank you so much for joining today's show. Thanks, buddy. Good to be on. Fantastic. So, Ethan, the reason why I wanted to get you on is that you're preparing for something that's quite special, very special, to be honest. And you're also you're doing it for you know a really really cool course in my opinion. I've seen you speak about it in a couple of videos, so it would be really cool to start with. Just explain like what are you exactly about to do and what's the what kind of has led you down this path in the first place? Yeah, for sure. So the challenge that I'm attempting to do is to drag a two-ton Jeep Wrangler a um, hundred kilometers in the shortest time possible. So it, it sounds a little bit ridiculous, but. 100 kilometers. Yeah, 100 k. So it's it'll be for a, a world record. Um, 
the whole the whole goal behind this was to raise awareness for domestic violence against women. Um, you know, that paired up with the challenge because you know, I don't want to lie, I do enjoy these challenges. So to be able to have something that, you know, can have a lot of impact, but also something that fills my cup is a kind of a winning formula. Whatever rocks your boat, yeah. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And you've um, you've done, you said like this kind of challenges. Have you done some challenges? I, I mean, I know that you've done something like this before. Not mm. something like this, but you've done mm. challenges before. What have you done before? So I've done a few little things. Nothing to this caliber. This is a whole new version of hard for me. But in the past, I did 24 hours of burpees uh, in which I did continuous burpees for 24 hours, um, 11,401 of them. Um, <laughs> apart from that, I've been, I've done, you know, I did a full distance Ironman triathlon off no training, I, just a few little things here and there, um, just to kind of find my own version of hard, <laughs> you could say. Yeah. Just a few little things. It's like the couch to 5k is the, just doing an Ironman without any training. How was that? <laughs> you know what? That one was, um, I think a lot of the time we, we build things up to be harder than what they are. And don't get me wrong, that one was hard, but I, I, I think probably like yourself, I've always held the triathlon, full distance triathlon as one of the hardest things someone can do. Um, but doing that on my own clock, you know, for me, mm -hmm. I felt it actually quite enjoyable besides when I got to the run, because I'm not a runner and I have no skill there at all. So when I, about 20 Ks into the run, I started to break down. So that's when I had to start you know, digging deep. But apart from that, it was a reasonably enjoyable experience. Yeah, and I'm really curious, like, what is it like for you, like that, you know, that digging deep, like, what is that? Where where do you go? Like, what kind of places do you go to? And what what is that like? So I think that journey's kind of changed over the last few years, because I think originally, when I first started doing, you know, big challenges, or it was always that I used to have to dig really deep for it and think of dark things or affirmations or really crazy stuff in my own mind where now I almost feel like this is my choice and this is what I choose to do and it's what I love. So therefore I don't fight against it anymore. I just kind of accept this is where I am and it sucks sometimes and it's painful, but I've chosen it. Like no one's forcing me to do stupid stuff. I'm, I'm there choosing to do it. <laughs> so who am I to sit there and complain, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that the, the thing that I kind of remind myself of now is like, you chose this idiot. <laughs> so just don't sit there and complain. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really good. And I, I really like the idea of like, I mean, it's, it's all perception. Like you said mm. that I've found a new level of hard and it's like, it's, it's a perception. It's, it's a moving target. And you know, what, what might sound really hard to you is like, is like, is like a mountain, unsurmountable mountain to someone else. Mm. And I certainly see it with a lot of clients and you've probably seen it with your clients as well. Like in the beginning of someone's, you know, when they start challenging themselves physically, what they find hard is, you know, after some period of time, like six, 12 months, like that's, mm -hmm. you don't describe, or, or like you're, you're, the way that you perceive things starts changing. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think that's the whole kind of moral of these challenges and anyone's challenges is just to continue to push those limits so that we can change our own version of hard. It's not that anyone should go drag a car a hundred Ks or do anything like that. It's, you know, that's me wanting to do that. But for other people and for most people, it's just to encourage them to find what is hard and constantly test that and push that boundary. Absolutely. 
100%. I don't think there's not probably anything in this life or in this world that's like makes you feel better mm. than doing something that you thought that you seriously weren't able to do before. And then all of a sudden you just find yourself doing like, oh, that, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what know. is that about? You know, it's crazy, isn't it? We absolutely love accomplishment as humans. Like we love progression. And the bigger the accomplishment, the bigger the progression, usually the more fulfillment it gives us a lot of the time, especially when it's in yeah. intrinsic, right? Yeah, 100%. And then there's something really interesting I've been reading of late about, you know, about dopamine and I'm like, what, it, what is it actually that makes us stick? And it's, it's like, it's oftentimes it's not even the, the accomplishment itself that gives us the biggest or gives humans the biggest dopamine hits and give, gives us that motivation to do it. But it's the, the struggle itself, mm. you know, it's the, it's that you're actually working towards something. Mm. There's, um, yeah. there's actually a really good book that I read a long time ago called the art of, um, war. I don't know if you've read it. I have listened to it a long time ago though. Yeah. And it was all about, you know, doing the, the things that we need to do in life are on the other side of resistance. And I feel like that, I kind of caught that bug a few years ago and now it's almost like a cheat sheet for life. If something you don't want to do something, it's probably the thing you need to do. So it's almost like you've got this little hint box following you around. As soon as you don't want to do something, that's the thing you need to do. Yeah, perfect. I love that. I, now I remember it's, he was saying that it's the resistance to doing something. He was, mm. speak, he was speaking about writing a book. Yeah. He yeah. was saying like, yeah, like how to write a book. And he was saying that resistance is the beacon that you need to follow mm. that takes you to, to where you actually need to go. Yeah. I love it. I think it's the perfect way of describing, you know, life in just like follow the things that are hard. And I think yeah, the, more you, the more you push that, the bigger the hard gets. And then, you know, I feel like yeah. because I've been tr trying that for a few years, right now, the hard's up here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like now, right now, the beacon is, it's 2.1 times Jeep Wrangler <laughs> yeah. for hundred kilometers. So I'm really, really curious. How do you, you've never done this before. Um, no, no, no is a world record, meaning that no one has ever done it before. Mm -hmm. So how do you prepare for it? Um, well, I mean, look, there's no, there's definitely no cheat sheet for something like this, but we can follow the similar foundations across any type of crazy event. Um, the body is like, as you would know, the body is an amazing thing. It tends to just get better at what we repetitively do. So for me, if I want to drag a car, right, what's the, the answer? Drag a car. I think we overcomplicate, we overcomplicate crap. This is in saying that though, dragging a car has been very difficult through lockdown um, with the travel limits and the time limits and everything like that. So I have been actually using a sled, um, to simulate the car. So I've got a, you know, just a little prowler sled that I take with me to the oval and I'm spending it, you know, 13 to 15 hours on that a week plus weights training. Mm. Plus weights training. Yeah. And how many, like how, how long session, how many days a week? Yeah. So this, the sled work has been five days a week and the weights training was three and then it's was four it's gone down to three and then gone down to two so you know six months out which is when i started training for this about six or seven months ago um we had a very high volume in weights and then we've slowly brought the weights down and uh, added more specific movements such as the sled or car yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and so you're saying that you're doing three hour sessions of Mm. dragging sled yeah so you know it's it's pretty much just go to the park take out a sled stack it with weight and walk around the oval as many times as it takes to get three hours 
<laughs> so it's mundane, sure. it's boring, like it, but it is, I think we just got to embrace that boring, mundane consistency, right? Yeah, because like, that's probably the, you know, it's always like you, like you said, you got to, if you're preparing for an event, your training better be specific to that event, or otherwise mm. you're not really training for it. So it's like, you know, comparison for me, if I want to go and train, I'll just put my kettlebells into my car and go to the park and train. Mm. But if you're preparing to drag a, you know, a Jeep, that might be, oh, I guess you can just drive the Jeep there, but you got to have the space. Yeah. Obviously it's, it's not quite the same. No. And I mean, like, you can't just go drive the car. You can't just drag the car anywhere. Cars will turn up. And so, I mean, I've done a few little car simulations where I've actually, sorry, not simulations. I've actually taken the car out a few times. Um, yeah. How's that? It's hard. It, there's, there's, it's very close to the sled, which I was very happy about because I was worried that I would create a, a movement that was similar and then on the day I would get there and it would be completely different. But yeah, there's harder parts of the car and there's harder parts of the sled. Like the sled, you know, dragging the sled, there's no momentum um, where the car has at least got momentum. But the thing about the car is, is it's two tons, right? Like you can fight against that all day and you're going to lose. So there's a lot more technique involved in the car, like using your own body weight, which is something that over this last six months, I've basically been trying to get as big as possible, um, which has actually been extremely difficult while training, you know, 15, 16 hours a week. So the weight has been one of the biggest focuses. How many, like you're obviously eating like an, like it's your second job. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm actually, that's probably the biggest thing I'm looking forward to when this is over is to stop being in a surplus. <laughs> I'm having about four and a half to 5,000 calories yeah. a day. Okay. That's, yeah, that's n not pleasant. No. <laughs> that's definitely not pleasant. Yeah. So I'm really curious, Ethan, like, how did you originally, how did you come about finding this? Cause it, it is a skill, like the, the ability to like, when things start getting really, really hard. And when you've been doing mm. something for hours on end already, like for example, or when you're doing burpees or some of these other things, when you're doing mm -hmm. Ironman, how did you originally discover this ability of just like quieting down the, the voice that's telling you that, okay, you've done enough or like, this is so hard. Mm. How, how did you come about, come about that? This is a good question. I, it's well put question. I think that the, the thing for me is that I've kind of always been addicted to working hard. Um, even when I was, you know, younger, I always worked multiple jobs. I've always wanted to be moving forward. I think that the, the, I think that it would be easy to say that there's just some small answer of what I focus on or what, but it's just years of just eating crap and constantly pushing that. You know, when I first started out doing, you know, burpees training or whatever it is, you know, doing half an hour of burpees sucked. Um, but now I feel like I'm at a point over years of, pushing that I can now sit there and exercise for hours on end. And it's almost like I was describing this the other day. There's almost, there's no real talk in my brain anymore. It's almost like there's no one home. Um, and I think that's almost meditation in a way, like it's become a meditative state for me when I exercise. So when I'm sitting there, I'm just kind of like a bit brain dead in a way, <laughs> if that makes sense. 
That, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that really does make sense. That really makes sense. And how do you have you obviously as a as a trainer as being able to as a trainer you've had the access to train a lot of people mm -hmm. and obviously like one of the what I find at least it's like one of the most important skills to kind of pass on to people is that that ability like not to you know to like and by the way I want to make it clear when Ethan says eat crap it doesn't mean that he's eating McDonald's he's talking <laughs> about eating shit and suffering and building suffering into his life like yeah. What what do you find other other than just you know getting on with and and doing it like have you found any method or any way to kind of pass this on to other people? Mm. Oh, I th I think the hardest thing for people is first making that step to want to change and want to fight against resistance. Once once you're there, it's a lot easier to give people guidance, as you probably know. Like changing people that want to change is a lot easier than people that don't. I think when someone wants to change your job as a coach and like where I found to be able to change people is more so just pushing one, two percenters relative to where they're at in their life. You know, cause I could tell you Peru to go do something. You probably do it with no hesitation and with a smile on your face. But if I was to tell someone else at a different level, the the wisdom that I would, you know, kind of try and give them is going to be completely different to someone like yourself or myself. You know what I mean? So everything's relative and hard is everyone's got their own version of hard. And we have to be very mindful of what exercises and what kind of things we're telling people from a tip point of view. Sounds yeah. a bit like a politician answer, but I, <laughs> I think that my, the way I direct my clients personally and my clients in the past is, is completely different to how I talk to myself. I think that the biggest thing that I have, the tip that I guess I would love everyone else to kind of do and I think it takes some time to get there is to have true transparency to yourself, um, which I think a lot of people struggle with. And that's why they can't change a lot of the time. It's because they're not honest with where they're at um, physically, mentally. For me, I know when I'm being a piece of crap or I know when I'm being lazy. I know when I'm being soft versus when I'm, you know, people have a hard time speaking honest, honestly to themselves about those areas, I think. Yeah, true transparency to yourself. I, I really, I really like that. Would you be able to elaborate a little bit more on that? What, what, what is that to you? True transparency. So I've got a, I've got a bit of a note on my kitchen, right? This is a bit of like become a staple for me, a bit of a post note. Every time I'm in the kitchen, it says, and excuse the vulgarness to this, but it says, are you tired or are you a pussy? And that's just, I like to talk to myself very honestly. I like to just tell myself like, Hey, so for me, I think a lot of the time we give ourselves excuses like, oh, I'm just tired. I deserve a rest or, um, you know, I've done a lot today, so I, I need a break. Or there's a fine line between rest and being lazy. There's a fine line between, you know, all of those areas. And I think that we, a lot of the time, look like our brain is constantly trying to get us to take the shortcut. It is designed to make us cheat ourselves. So I think we need to be very mindful of how we talk to ourselves. And I'm all for speaking positively to yourself, but sometimes you've got to speak how it is. And Absolutely. a lot of the time we're our own biggest problem, right? So if we just were a little bit more honest, like, you know, in, you know, up here truly what you're actually saying. So you might as well yeah. just speak the truth. Absolutely. 100%. And I think that's a really good point about like just being being true to your own word, 
for for yourself, not for anyone else, but for yourself. Mm. That's probably one of the mo most fundament fundamental things that then builds up onto literally every other thing that you in your you do in your life. Yeah, totally, a absolutely. And yeah, I think it's a re really good point that you made earlier about like that. This is something that's you know you have to individualize it. Like you can't. It's not a cookie cutter approach, and like you, your self talk that you do you works really well for you is definitely not going to work for. For anyone but what will work for anyone probably we can say pretty safely is that you know being true to yourself being being true to your your own word if you said you're going to do something you better do it yeah 100%. You, gotta, you better follow through with it and self-ownership and keeping your word is also a bit of a skill that you can practice right like you, the more you give into self-gratification the more you give into cheating yourself or not following up through with what you said you would do that is a habit and you know, you can get to a point where you, the more you push that in a positive way, the easier it becomes. And then it becomes like, I'm sure it's the same for you now with your training. It doesn't become an if, it becomes a when. It doesn't become a maybe, it's a yes. Like it's the, the, the arguments stop. It's like brushing your teeth. Mm. It's like, you're, you don't really need to think about it. You just, it just happens. Yeah. And, and you, you just do it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think I've heard a really good analogy of that is that you imagine that you have a field in front of you and it's really really overgrown and there's no path to go through the field and you have a machete in your hand and on the first day when you want to go through the field you have to cut through the field you have to pave a path and it's really really hard work to get down to that one path and you know the next day when you show up it's like it's it's al already grown back in a little bit but there's still there's a little bit of that path that you took yesterday mm. so it's not quite as difficult as when you went through it the first time and every single day when you pave that same path it just becomes easier and easier and easier for you to go down that path so this is like analogous to what you're saying like the love it. being being true to yourself and yeah doing doing what you said you're doing that's that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Love it. I love that yeah. saying. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm really, I'm really big believer in that, you know, like exercise, like exercise, it is the biggest opportunity for you to really like train your mind and like how you do every, one thing is absolutely how you do everything. Like kind of like what we've been spoken about here. So how do you feel like you run a business you guys have how many people you have working in your business right uh, now i think the team you nowadays know you guys have been growing a lot lately mm, the team the team nationally is about 118 so across victoria and new south wales 118 so you manage 118 personal trains across new south wales and victoria that's absolutely a massive task so how do you find do you find that this you know, what you do with your own training and with these challenges, how does that translate to how you manage yourself when you run your business or in any other aspect of your life for that matter? I think that they're almost identical in a way. Um, the, the laws that I have for my own training is the exact same laws I have from a leadership perspective. Like we own what we said we're going to do. We do what we said when we're going to do it. We are transparent with ourselves and with each other. Like it's, it's all the same fundamentals. Um, like I, I'm, I think exercise is one of the fastest routes to changing yourself mentally because the, the mental control you need to have over your brain to do things that are uncomfortable it's the easiest and best way to practice that. Like there's not many things in life that we can 
go do that are super uncomfortable, super hard and are beneficial for us that, that benefit us in the way exercise does. I think that the, I have learned everything in, from a business perspective, from my own training, the fundamentals of progression, you know, chasing the uncomfortable, being transparent with myself and others, all of those things have come from exercise. So I'm a bit biased on exercise, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I absolutely love that. That's, that's super, super, that's super, super useful. That's really, really awesome. Good. I'm glad. So Ethan, I really think that this has been really, really valuable. And I think that the listener is definitely able to take some really, really valuable tips from this to their, their own life and apply it to, to their own life and apply it to their own training, even if they're not planning to go and pull a two ton cheap <laughs> anytime soon. So how can you please tell the listener, how can they know more about you? How can they find out more about you? And more importantly, how can they learn more about the event that you're doing? And how can they donate to the, the cause of the event? Yeah, for sure. So um, pretty much anything for me, if you typed in Ethan Fleming on Google, you would find me, um, whether that's through my Instagram or through just Google search itself. In terms of the event, you can find that through myself. Otherwise, if you typed in the world's strongest ultra, you would find that through Google and you can donate through there. Fantastic. I hope that everyone is definitely going to check you out. Everyone is going to donate. I'm going to make sure to put the link to that below into the show notes. And when is the, the event again? So the event is 27th of October. So it's only six days away from today. Six days away from today. That's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> well, mister, I want to thank you so much for jumping on and I wish you the best of luck. And I can't wait, to, can't wait to see you to crush this thing. Thanks, man. It's been awesome. Cheers, bro. Well, there you go. I told you that he was going to be special. And something we didn't even touch on is that Ethan reckons that it's going to take him 48 hours of effort to get to his goal of 100 kilometers, pulling a 2.1 ton Jeep Wrangler behind him. And knowing Ethan, I do not doubt at all that he's going to do it. Now, um, if there's someone in this world who's going to do it, it's going to be Ethan. So to keep your eyes peeled on that, make sure to follow Ethan J. Fleming on Instagram and check out his course. His, the, you can donate to the charity that he's supporting through searching for World's Strongest Ultra. If you found this episode useful, if you've enjoyed it, please share it to someone who you think would also enjoy it. And if you really want to show your appreciation, please leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcast. Or if that's not possible for you, you also have the opportunity to show your appreciation by leaving me a review on Google when you search for Coach Burr. That would be very, very much appreciated. If you want to learn more about me and what I do, you are more than welcome to have a look at my website, www.coachpuru.com. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day. This is Coach Puru. Let's do this.